Once they went to a party with Daddy as Shakespeare and Mummy as Elizabeth I, and she made the most incredible dress for the Queen. They were also in a film about Dick Turpin's ride to York, and I still have the picture of the two of them on the stairs at home. A man called Wilson, who taught me to ride, was in the film with them, and he left us a box of costumes from it, with various bodices and skirts. Mummy could whip up anything, and after I'd seen the Laurence Olivier film of Henry V, I longed to go to a fancy dress party as the Princess of France. So she made me the most beautiful dress, with cotton wool all round the sleeve marked like ermine. I made the headdress that I had seen Rennie Asherson wearing, with a piece of netting round my head and a ruler through the top. It looked absolutely terrific. It never crossed my mind that one day I would play that part on stage. Over the years, there were all sorts of things that had just got put in the Ottoman, which we were always digging through. I just thought that all families got dressed up like that. When the settlement players did Christopher Fry's The Firstborn, I played Tuzeret, the pharaoh's daughter. Christopher became a great friend years later, and I rather regret that that is the only time I've ever acted in one of his plays. When I was at Clifton Preparatory School, we did a nativity play and I was told I was to play a fairy, which I was quite cross about, because I knew the nativity story did not involve fairies. I also played a snail once, and Alice in Alice in Wonderland. My brothers, Peter and Geoffrey, who were quite a bit older than me, appeared in school productions at St. Peter's in York, which is one of the oldest schools in the country. In Shaw's Caesar and Cleopatra, Peter played Caesar, and Jeff was Cleopatra. I saw Jeff as Kate in The Taming of the Shrew, and Cassius in Julius Caesar, and Peter as Duncan in Macbeth. I thought it was very racy to spin round on the piano stool at home and say, What bloody man is that? That was all I remembered of the play, but I did say that rather a lot. Because of the age gap between us, I was, of course, sent to bed much earlier than the boys, and I remember so well going to bed and hearing them playing cricket in the garden and hearing all that life going on outside. I simply couldn't bear it, and it's still like that. I don't like missing anything. Even today, I hate to be in bed and hear people talking downstairs, because I'm far too nosy. I have to know what they are on about. Our house was in an area called York Without, because it was outside the city walls. We had a long, straight strip of garden with a few apple trees. We couldn't grow very much, apart from some lovely lilies of the valley and a few roses, and we used to rake the pears off the tree next door. At the end of the garden was an old barn, and owls used to live in there. When the boys had friends round playing cricket, they were always knocking the ball over into Miss Lazenby's garden, and she would never give the ball back, however much we asked for it. One day, Jeff found a rat in the barn, and they did it all up and gave it to me to take round and push through her door. Daddy heard about it and told us all off. My first school, Miss Meebies, was just up the road from my brother's school, St. Peter's, so when I finished for the day, I used to go and sit on the wall and watch the boys playing games, waiting for my mother to come and take us home. When I went to the Mount School in the city, there were no such things as day girls, so I had to be a boarder all the time. But I didn't mind that at all, really. We were allowed home at weekends for just a day but not to sleep. When games were cancelled, we had to go on what was called a wet walk, all sorts of different walks that we had to do. So I used to go out of school, ring up home, and they would come and fetch us. We would have a huge tea, 
Then Mummy would water us in the garden with a watering can, drop us at a corner near school, and we trudged back soaked to the skin. I don't think we were ever caught out. The first play I saw at the Mount was Julius Caesar, with lots of big girls in bigger togas. I thought that it was not at all a good play to do, and it is the one Roman play I have fought shy of ever since. But it was there that I first played Titania in A Midsummer Night's Dream, a role I returned to with the RSC in 1962 for Peter Hall, and again in 2010, at his request, at the Kingston Rose Theatre. The teacher who had the most influence on me had been known as Joy Harvey when she'd worked with John Gilgood, but at school she was called Mrs. MacDonald. Her marriage had broken up, but after I left, she wrote me the most lovely letter, saying that she was standing on York Station when suddenly her husband had appeared and they had got together again years after their breakup. She seemed to me quite dissipated. She used to drink and smoke like a chimney.